podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Okay. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Gals. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? Good. Good. (laughs) Good. I can hear the subway in the background sometimes in your... In, oh yes, in my yeah. base. I'm in like the basement oh. here. Yes. I it's kind it. of funny. It's so funny. The big city, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the fall. Fall is good. Yeah. Okay. This is one of my sad things is that in Winnipeg every fall, this restaurant, which is I'm from Winnipeg, they have a restaurant called Sergeant Sundays. It's an ice cream place and they make their own pumpkin like pumpkin pie ice cream like from scratch and it's just like the best thing and I'm not having it this year and I'm very sad about that. But you can get your parents to mail some. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even if it's liquid, it would like maybe taste the same. Yeah, that's a great idea. Sure. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to be creative. Yeah, thanks, Erin. I you're appreciate welcome. I appreciate trying to alleviate my suffering here. You're welcome. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. you're welcome. Yeah, this is actually good because um, because we met in Winnipeg. So I know the place that true. you are talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the best. It's true. That's true. Well, that's actually like, okay, how did we all, how did we meet each other? Let's share that. Cause I think that like, well, okay. So Aaron and I met in Winnipeg. Aaron, you were working for the diocese. You were like the youth ministry director. Or I'm not yep. sure. The yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Archdiocese. Right. Yeah. 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 It was like 2010, I think, that I went right. there. 2009, 2010, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I got to meet you there um, and your true. lovely family. That's right. I remember Aaron thinking that you were really cool. And I was like, oh, I want to be friends with Aaron. But I, th- I thought you were too cool for me. I thought you like were like, oh, Nicole's just this young person. I like made all this stuff up in my head about how you like didn't like me and stuff. Oh but I secretly gosh. always wanted to be friends with you. Oh, I know. Wow. I never told you that before. That's hilarious. But it's true. And that's then like so moved funny. to Toronto and you were the one person I knew. And then now we're friends and I'm just like, Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was so excited when I heard that you were coming here. Cause yeah. Cause it's just fun. Like you're wonderful and Aww. your family is wonderful. And it's just like, yeah, I was so excited. And I always thought that you were cool enough for me. Just Aww. so this is like just healing my heart. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's I've honestly so funny. For so long. Anyways. All right. Um, <laughs> Aaron and Rachel so how did you guys how did you meet through Newman basically mm-hmm. or through my sister actually through my sister Trisha okay, who yeah. is a yeah. U of T student um because I was not a U of T student when we met um yeah so that's when we met and my first memory of Aaron is like I think you wouldn't even yeah Aaron wouldn't even remember because she was like we're getting ready it was at a rise up for like the banquet shout out CCO and yeah, and yeah, that I just remember being like, oh, that's Erin, because I knew of her as like, through my sister as like the, you know, working campus ministry. Campus ministry, yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And I, at that point was delusional, uh, any point that is more than one day into any kind of ministry thing. Uh, Fair. Yeah. Track of, you know, what's actually real in the world around you. So a hundred percent. Yeah, no, but I remember, uh, so I've, I've been at Newman. By the time people watch this, I will have just left the role at Newman, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. But, um, but yeah, been here for seven years. And then we had some classes together, uh, class together. Oh yeah, at, we uh, did. We did Masters. Christology together. Mm-hmm. That was, was really fun. great. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Was and then the three of us plus our our secret backer, our secret friend, our secret friend, yeah. secret <laughs> prayer buddy. Good. Yeah, that's right. We had the Exodus 90 group together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is a great Nicole and I met. And then for men, sorry, Exodus 90. Shout out to Exodus 90 because they're great. And we were like, hey, we're women and we want to do this. So we like did it. (laughs) Yeah. With the cold showers and the. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. That. universally that's the worst part i feel like or the hardest thing like anyone who's done it it's like the cold showers they're just especially if you live in canada i feel like it's even like if you do it no it's so hard especially if you're doing it not in the summer like it was fine exactly the apartment that i was in at the time was like 80 million degrees because it had no air conditioning heat wave so the cold showers were like they were nice oh totally 100 percent. right as soon as it started getting colder i was like this is this is there's something wrong. This feels wrong. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but totally. it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's good. Mm. Well, so today, okay, so we want to talk about fear and suffering today, which is um, something that's really, uh, that I've been thinking about a lot this year, kind of had this experience um, in January when I was at, um, at Rise Up, again, another, wow, Rise Up again, come up. Yeah. In this conversation. Yay, CCO. Shout out CCO. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, where I like, we watched this video in a women's session about this woman who like was like stepping out of fear and she was singing. And um, uh, anyways, I, I remember watching this video and just bawling my face off and like the girls around me got concerned and they're like, oh, what's happening? Like, is this, she's having this really profound moment. And like I was, <laughs> but also like I cry a lot every way, all, all the time. So anyways, um, but it was like this moment where I felt like God was calling me to saying, hey, like you have a lot more fear in your life and you kind of live in fear a lot. Um, and I want to free you from that. So let's get to work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on this, I feel like I've been on this journey this year. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about fear, the kind of, the, the fear that where you get, where you get stuck um, and you feel like there's like these lies and phantoms. And when you actually talk about the stuff you're afraid of, you're like, wait, this, is this even real? And you're worried and you're, you know, don't want to get out of bed and like those kinds of things. Um, we're not necessarily talking about the kind of fear where it's like you see a bear and your body goes into fight or flight mode. So you can either fight the bear or run away. That's like an adaptive, healthy response. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're also talking about, you know, clinical um, anxiety disorders. Um, yeah. You know, which fear is related. We're not really necessarily addressing that directly. Right. Um, yeah. But more of this sort of nebulous um yeah, this fear yeah. that's, that's like, well, we'll talk about what that is. So maybe we can start, um, like, what have you guys experienced that kind of fear in your own lives? Like, what does that look like, you know, when you're suffering and, and there's fear? Like, what is, what yeah. is that for you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, when you're talking, it's exactly that. Like, I'm thinking, okay, where in, like, where is their fear that is based on the truth? And where is their fear that's based on the lie in mm. my life? You know, like, yeah. Like, where is it good fear that is like alerting me to something good that is, um, that is in danger or something like right. that. So I'm like, right. Try not to think about those things. And then, okay, where is, where am I experiencing fear? That's really based on a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I think that for me, the, um, the thing that comes immediately to mind was this experience last year, which I talked a little bit about in, um, in kind of our, our launch in October, mm-hmm. um, that is related to the suffering that I've kind of experienced with fibromyalgia. So basically yeah. the short story of that is like getting this diagnosis. And then I had, I experienced this flare last year. And in that 
I think it really brought up a lot of things that I've struggled with for a while about this fear of being unlovable. So like I fear (laughs) that I am a burden to other people. I fear that in like the bigness of my personality, because I am gregarious and obviously hilarious, but sometimes maybe (laughs) it's too much for people, you know, like sometimes they can't handle the laughs that are coming their way. Um, But I mean, you know what I mean, right? Like, like it's, uh, Like, sure. It's like, we all have, <laughs> but, oh my gosh. And I love, I love you, Erin. You're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that, but I, I understand the thing of like, it's like, we have, we all have our unique personalities, right. But that there's aspects of that where we're like, oh, am I too much for people or am I not enough or like yeah. whatever it is, those insecurities that yeah. come from, yeah. from that. Yeah. And it's like both for me. So like this fear mm-hmm. of being unlovable, um, like relates to an experience that I had, um, a while ago, um, with, with somebody in kind of the vocational discernment thing um, where there's like this lie planted that mm. um, that there's something fundamentally wrong with me and that I'm mm. unlovable. And so then kind of all of this stuff, like God has brought so much healing to that, but like even I feel like there were like echoes that were coming up of that lie um, when I started experiencing this kind of, um, this kind of like pain and suffering and this is the first real flare last year that I had been dealing with so I didn't know how to deal with it I was like feeling pain all the time plus there was a lot of other stuff going on in my life um and also because the other thing like definitely another thing that is all kind of has been in my relationship with the Lord for a long time is like the sense of um that I need to be doing good things to be a good Christian to be worthy Mm -hmm. of love to be yeah Mm -hmm. right so like having that totally stripped away to the point where there were some days where I could not pray and actually could only watch Netflix all day. Because if I didn't yeah, watch right. Netflix all day, I would have stewed in a pit of my own like right. thoughts because I couldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like I just yep. needed something to distract me. So I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So like in that, um, there's like, there was that kind of experience of that like wound of seeing that I'm unlovable or that my pain now is too much for people that I mm. can't, I don't want to burden people with that. Like mm. uh, so seeing myself as a burden to be born and not a gift to be loved, like mm-hmm. that fear about like who I am to other people and not even so much to the Lord, but like who I am to other people, you know? And so mm-hmm. then even now I feel this fall, I've been kind of heading back into flare territory and I'm trying to like do as much as I can to prevent that but but man have I felt that fear knocking at the door this whole time right um yeah because God brought so much good out of that in terms of healing places in me that were feeling like I was loved because of what I can do but even still it's like even if he's brought some healing to it like there's it's still like that more layers knocking <laughs> yeah there's more layers and it just kind of yeah. keeps coming knocking at the uh, at the door still you know right no yeah yeah yeah. It reminds me of um, another podcast I was listening to, and gosh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't remember. But they were talking about how there's like seven basic fears, like things that we're afraid of. And it's mm. often like from childhood wounds or just stuff, you know, but it's like, yeah, mm. fears of, of being abandoned or being rejected or whatever. And I remember listening to that list and there were certain of them I was like, yeah, no, no, no. And then they're like, oh yeah, that's one of mine, you know? <laughs> and totally. I'm just like, yeah, it's interesting how there can be these different like threads 
of of specific things that we're afraid of but then that kind of they sneak into a bunch of different areas like you're saying you're related to illness or related to personality mm-hmm. or stuff like it's like but it's the same kind of specific fear that's based on this lie about who you are like your identity yeah. you yeah. know it's like yeah, yeah i i like resonate with that too you know of like yeah. in my own stuff yeah yeah i i think also that like um there can be a fear sometimes of uh in that fear of not enough, a fear of being destroyed by whatever it is that mm. you have to face. Like, mm. like that's how I, that's like a fear that I have that like, if I, if I go through this, you know, like it's even like imposter syndrome can sometimes be a fear like that. Like if I do this and I mess up, they're going to know who I really am. Mm-hmm. And then, mm. I, and then, you know, and then you imagine like basically destruction, like I'm going to yeah. be kicked out of my job. I'm going to be broken up with, I'm going to be whatever it might be like in a relationship mm-hmm. or in life. And I feel like that fear can be such um, a cage because yeah, we're, we're like afraid to embrace sort of the reality that God has blessed us with in that time to its like to its fullness, because we're like walking on eggshells, trying to avoid encountering the something hard that we think is going to destroy us or to avoid messing up so that we don't have to face the pain of like, of those fears, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause sometimes to like, to have healing from, a fear that's coming from a place of woundedness and lie and whatever, we have to kind of face that wound again. We have to kind of go to that place, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of like counseling and um, because I think you're right. I think that there's like that, that fear of like, Oh, I'm going to face this thing and it's going to, it's going to destroy me. It's going to crush me. Like there's, I've had experiences like where I've, there's been something that there's been like something really difficult and I've just been like, okay, I can't deal with this right now. I can't. And so you, you kind of put it as you kind of compartmentalize whatever, but then something mm-hmm. happens and you end up facing it or encountering it. And it, it's like emotion Pandora's box kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think yeah. that's like a real thing. And so then it's like, okay, there's a, there's a prudence to that of like, okay, I'm going to, I want to face this and it feels like the right time, but I'm going to do it in a space that's like, that's safe. And where there's someone who can walk with me, you know, like a, yeah. a good counselor. Um, um, yeah. Because yeah, I think that's like real, yeah. you know, that's like, yeah. yeah. I think like, it makes me think about, um, I mean, some of the, yeah, some of the coping strategies that we use are things like that. Like um, for me, I think one of the things would be control, you know, like if I can, um, I don't know, control these interactions or like this portion of my life or how I look in this way or how I'm presented in this way or whatever, then I can somehow avoid suffering or I can somehow mm-hmm. avoid pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really like, yeah, that was, again, this was a, something else good that came out of this experience last year was just a sense of like, I can control nothing. I can control, <laughs> yeah. no, like, honestly, sometimes I can't even control my own response to things. Like, yeah, right. You know, um, totally. Yeah. But like the, that and there's issue, a freedom I think saying that. Yeah. Like just you saying that feels like, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, like even the tendency of, cause we're talking about even two different aspects of fear, right? Like there's a fear of suffering of, you know, yeah. and then there's also a fear that is suffering. Like yeah, this fear that we have of various things or whatever that is a suffering for us yeah. in itself. Yeah, right. and even yeah, like, because like yeah, sorry, 
Because I think suffering, yeah. suffering is not avoidable in this life. Yeah. You know, and like, I think we've talked about this sometimes of like, maybe the, the fear of suffering, the fear of pain. Um, there's something in that that's like, we recognize that we're made for more than this. Like, mm-hmm. we recognize that, like, there's something wrong with this. I'm not supposed to suffer, you know, and it's like, yeah, in the original plan, like before the fall of Adam and Eve, like, we weren't supposed to suffer. And in, in heaven, like this place, that's what it's like, no tears, no crying, no pain, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like, we're right. made we're made for more than this. Um, but this is the reality right now. Like there, there, there is suffering, so we can't avoid that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think, like, you know, we don't have to be afraid. Like this is where I feel like the Lord has been teaching me is like, in like all these scriptures where like, got, you know, in scriptures all over the place, like, be not afraid, do not be afraid. Do not Mm -hmm. let your hearts be troubled. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's this command, like saying like, so if he commands us to do it, it must not be impossible. So the fear part that makes, makes the suffering more complex. And I think that exacerbates it sometimes. Yeah. I don't think we have, we don't have to be afraid, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard not to be, you know? And, you know, I think for me, it's often a thing of like, um, I'm, I'm afraid of making choices often. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid to make a choice that will cause, like, I, I often, my choices, I'm like, okay, which of my choices is going to cause me the least amount of pain and suffering, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and if I don't know, if I'm making a choice where there's a lot of unknowns, I get, I feel paralyzed. Like, I'm just like, mm. I, I, I just, I'm like, I want to know. I want to know what I'm in for, but you can't know, right? So it's this fear of the unknown. I don't mm. know, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle all of these things. And then I get stuck in the same, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Yeah. And there might be, you know, in vocational discernment or things like that. And you're imagining like, well, what if like, there's so many, what ifs because like, yeah, life is unpredictable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even that's in, hard, you know? Yeah, it is like, and getting stuck in um, like the phrase, uh, the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like sometimes that's such a real um possibility is that even if we're in a place of fear or suffering because because either the path out of it or um what would come if we were to enter into those places where we're suffering or where we're dealing with fears or where we're dealing with woundedness or things like that are so unknown Mm -hmm. um and that it's hard to see like we can't even imagine life after going through that that um, that it's like, we get content with just sitting in whatever suffering we're in and just yeah. like somehow dealing with it or like thinking that somehow it's out yeah. of sight of like, for me, for everybody else, maybe they can experience a greater freedom. But for me, this is, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, no, I can't, I totally. can't, you know? Yeah, man. I really resonate with that. I feel like there are, there are parts of ourselves sometimes that we don't even know we've made a choice, especially if you've like suffered yeah. like a real trauma in your life. That's not everyone's mm-hmm. like, you know, but like mm-hmm. an, a, like um, a trauma that can be like categorized in a sense, like as mm-hmm. like, okay, this is like an objectively very, very traumatic thing that can happen to someone. Mm-hmm. I feel like when that kind of stuff happens and we hear about that, right? Like people, people literally like, ha- like your brain just like squashes it down somewhere. And like you make right. choices without even knowing that are protecting you from confronting that thing that happened to you. Right. And I feel yeah. like on some small, like on some scaled level, we all do that. Like there may be choices that we make that we literally don't even know we're making out of fear. And it's in God's wisdom. Yeah. He reveals that to us sometimes and we're like, whoa, okay, I didn't even know that. I have to. Well, and those, and sometimes those choices are adaptive things. Like um, sometimes to get through a really hard thing, 
it's like your your brain and your body knows that okay I, I can't deal with this right now because I have to focus on survival and and yeah. you kind of you know and and that actually does allow you to survive but then if you get to that safer place or a place where you can now start to process it and you start to realize oh my gosh like okay this choice that I made this way that my body and my 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 neurological system reacted way back I don't need to be in this place of fear anymore but I don't know how to get out of it because this has been how I've lived my life right mm-hmm. um so I think those are real things too. That's like um, yeah. tragic, but I think the healing is possible. But then that is like, you know, what you're talking about. I had a, um, I went and had a counseling session a couple of weeks ago and I remember being very nervous before it because I wanted to talk about this particular area of, of in, in my life. But I was like, if we work through this, I don't know what it looks like to not, to like, I don't know what this new place will look like. And I'm, I'm afraid of that, but I, I want the freedom because I think it's there, but there was this fear to like, of just all of those unknowns, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, even how good we are, like, even when you're talking about like counseling or um, like, we're just thinking about kind of the communal aspect of what it means to be part of the body of Christ or, or just yeah. a human being in general is that like, I am very good at convincing myself of things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very good at convincing myself of like, you know, even about mm-hmm. conversations that you have with people or that, you know, you need to have that are difficult conversations or things you need to deal with. And then you run the scenarios in your head yeah. and then convince <laughs> yourself that this is the response this person is going to have, or that this is how something is going to yeah. go. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk to somebody else. And they're like, no dummy. Like yeah, that's, that's never going right. like, to, yeah. Nicole did that for me last week with the conversation. Yeah. Like, well, me. Maybe this isn't, yeah. And then, and then I was like, so grateful for just even that little reminder of, um, that things might not go exactly how I thought they were going to go. Yeah. Was like so huge, you know? Yeah. Right. I, the other thing I I was just thinking when you were saying that Erin, like, I feel like sometimes the way to combat it or like the way that I can face it is is with somebody else just being like look that's like because sometimes you just need objectivity it's so sometimes fear and this is a tactic of the devil i think like yes he he amplifies things right like in your mind and in your experience and you're like oh my gosh and your view of reality is so distorted yeah 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 someone to be like uh, no, that's not like mm-hmm. this person loves you or like, cause even sometimes you, people who love you, you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't say this to them or I can't, because you're right. like, they're, you know, and you know, you need someone to be like, no, the person loves you or yeah, this is, this is the worst thing that could happen out of this situation. Not right. that like you would you went, it's not even a possibility in this situation if you were to mm-hmm. see it from the outside. And I feel like that's so helpful. So that's one thing I think about fear too, is like bringing it to yeah. the light Mm-hmm. in a yes. place like you were saying all that is safe like in a relationship that right. you can have that person or you know mm-hmm. and but it, then it's yeah. so important to surround yourself by people like that who yes. who yeah. can see a bit more clearly in those situations mm-hmm. than you yeah. can yeah and and ideally to have multiple people too because it's I think if it's mm-hmm. all one person who's yeah. like it's wonderful if you have somebody who's willing and I have people like that in my life who are willing to sit with me in the fears and I'm like I I'm incredibly grateful for that yeah. um, because I think that that's not an easy thing to do as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that that's a loving thing to do is to be able to, 
have like you're saying like a team of people like if you're if worrying and fear is something that you struggle with like find your team of you know but yeah. mm-hmm. it's even um, but I think to risk you know like because there's I mean there's 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 risk in love or like part of the reason that we fear yeah. or that we have these fears is not because we have experienced God hurting us in a sense, but it's because our relationships with other people has introduced pain into our lives. And so because of those relationships, it's like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know, it's like one thing, like the lies of the evil one will keep us in these places of isolation um, because, you know, there's the life, nobody's going to understand this or or just all of those kind of things that keep us separated. But then also there's the other edge of the sword, which is true that we may not be received well in our suffering like in our you know and it might be that somebody looks at us and it's like yeah you are the dummy that you think you are (laughs) and then like yeah it is hard yeah yeah it is hard I think that like I I can relate to to this kind of um uh, reality that something happens to you that is a distortion of the truth like Mm -hmm. somebody else acts in a way that is a distortion of what is good Right. Mm-hmm. And that's sin, right? Like that we all, mm-hmm. we all hurt each other that way. And some, when that happens, sometimes it, it can be so foundational to you that you, that becomes your understanding of reality. So like, yes. and, yeah. and I, and so I kind of like, when you were saying that, Erin, I was thinking about that, like you, something real can happen that mm-hmm. is actually, that actually happened. Yeah. And now your whole view of reality is colored by that thing mm-hmm. when it's not actually the truth in general but it was true specifically to you right. in that situation. And so then you need like really healing from God to like heal from that experience mm-hmm. to be actually open to the fact that reality can be different than that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so like, if we're talking about a fear of suffering or a suffering that's fear, like whatever you want to talk about it, that's, that's, I think one of the things that I, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of continually asking the Lord for, for now is mm-hmm. Um, if we have the freedom to suffer well, like if the fear of other people hurting us is no longer a fear, like Mm. if, if the Lord gives us freedom to suffer, like that suffering is not something that we're running from or, or that we are, um, yeah, having fear, like if there's more free, then it doesn't matter. Like I can share myself, I can share a fear, I can be wounded and know like that I don't actually have to be afraid of that because the pain that's there is not, um, turning me out of myself or like, there's just a freedom. If we, if we are not afraid of suffering, like we have freedom in that, then what do we have to be afraid of? Like, Oh yeah. Imagine like the freedom to act and to say, and to love without worrying about whether other people are going to hurt us or not or receive us or not or whether it like, Oh, that's so good. I just am longing for it. You know? Yeah, totally. I think that that, and that's like so much of what we're going to be talking about in other episodes as well. Like I think Mm. fear and healing are so linked. Like we sometimes think that like fear, the way to get over it is like grit your teeth and bear it and just like go for it. But like sometimes it's literally, it's a wound that we just need Jesus to heal us from. Mm -hmm. And the deeper we go, and that's kind of like, you know, the whole perfect love casts out all fear and whatever. So what is the calling there is like to dive deeper into the love of God for us. Yeah, right. Actually heal healing and then it gives right. us the courage to suffer the way that he yeah want, you know he can help us to do so right yeah. I always whenever you know that the verse perfect love casts subtle fear um 
is so beautiful. And then it turns out that like actually in our brains, fear and love are they can't happen at the same time. So if, if you're you know in love in your brain, it deactivates all of the fear pathways, which I think is so cool. You know, it's like yeah. a beautiful thing. Well, it's Paul, like Paul, I mean, begged the Lord three times that, you know, this thorn from his side might leave him. And the Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not, so it's not even, yeah, like also a freedom um, of being able to be okay with it if the Lord chooses not yeah. to grant us full healing in something because to be mm-hmm. in, our, yes. in it is yeah. somehow like to be able to love or to have peace in that or to whatever right. is like somehow for his greater glory than totally that abandonment. Me. Yeah. What, so what do you like? I mean, this brings us to a good thing. What yeah. practically speaking, like what, what do you, what do you guys do? Like what's helpful for you in terms of like facing these fears and like, Mm-hmm. Um, I guess putting our, in ourselves in a place of, of receptivity and openness to the healing that God wants us to offer. Like what, what works for you guys? I mean, I mean, these might not be things that work for everyone, but like, you know, what yeah. do you do? <laughs> I just, well, my answer to that question is kind of linked to what you just said to Aaron about like, sometimes like we're praying for a certain kind of healing or whatever, and it may not come in that way. And I feel like part of it for me is in going to the Lord, in diving deeper into that perfect love that is God, I can just be super real with him and be like, mm. Lord, this sucks. Like, I hate this. And like, it sounds like, you know, I feel like it's so important for me in my relationship with God to be able to do that because sometimes literally just having that kind of conversation with him lets me breathe or like gives me relief or just gives me strength. Like, cause right. I feel like he deals with me, like the actual me then. Cause that's the thing. Like, I feel yeah. like, okay, if I have to be okay with the fact that this is happening, then do I just have to like, you know, like grin, you know, I feel like I have to be a false person in my prayer mm-hmm. life with God. And mm-hmm. I, and that never works for me. So I feel like one of the things that freed me up so much was just to be able to go to the Lord and be in a way, my ugly self and just be like, this really sucks. And I hate it. And what are you even thinking? Which is totally, I mean, you know, I know he knows what he's doing. So good. Yeah. But like, I need to say that to him sometimes yeah. just for, and he mm-hmm. gets it, he can handle it. So mm-hmm. that's a yeah. huge help for me. Um, and then I'll just like throw in there too. I, I've been reading a really great book by Dr. Greg Bataro, who is a Catholic psychologist. It's called Catholic Mindfulness, which I know sometimes is like a really big buzzword for like Eastern, you know, maybe Eastern practices and things like that. But for him, it's like very much um, like psychology that he's like integrating with the faith to help us know like we are body, mind, soul, like like integrated beings and we're not all these separate things. So you can do things to help with stuff like physiological anxiety or stuff like that, that, you know, I can struggle with sometimes. It's not like a prescriptive thing, but it's just been a very interesting book for me. And I found it really helpful. So yeah, that's That's awesome. Um, I think for me, there are a couple of things like even related to what you were saying, Rachel, one is um, just understanding that I heal not quickly. (laughs) like like that that's okay with the Lord, you know, like, because sometimes, I mean, I don't know, I'm such a, like, I tend to be a perfectionist or like, I can do things very well. Like there are a lot of things that I can do really well. And so then when there's something that I can't do really well, and that I can't do of my own volition, it ticks me off because I like to be able to do it. So like, I'd like to orchestrate my own healing the way I like and whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's helpful for me is to like recall that the Lord 
loves me no less in my, in my like, I don't know, messiness or rebellion or like however long it takes me to, um, however long it takes him to do what he's doing in me. Um, like it's good for me to actually remember that. Um, but one of the things that, that I found is really helpful for that is I just, I painted actually, uh, like a, a little thing and it says, Jesus helped me to surrender. It does not say Jesus, I surrender. <laughs> Cause I don't surrender. It's honest. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So it was like, it kind of like exactly what you're saying, you know, like being totally honest with the Lord and like, I desire mm-hmm. to surrender. Like I want yes. to yes. be free of these fears and all of those kind of things. But so I hung it above my bed at the foot of my bed. So mm-hmm. it is the first thing that I see when I wake up in the morning It is the last thing I see when I go to bed at night. And so like on the days where I have not, you know, prayed as I ought or where I have, you know, just even been willfully lazy in things or like those kind of things, it's just like, giving that to the Lord so that the fears that I'm unlovable are not able to take as great a hold Mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because we really like think it's really sticking in my mind and that kind of relates to the, what I feel like the Lord has been teaching me about fear and stuff is kind of what you were saying, Erin, to be freed so that you're like, okay, you know what, whatever happens, whatever suffering I have to go through, like God's will be done, like, and being open to that. Because then if you're mm-hmm. not, if it's, if it's all okay, then we have nothing to be afraid of, you know? So I think for me, it's this thing of like, I have all kinds of like desires in my heart that I think are good desires. Um, and I want them to happen. But I, I, it's like, I want them to happen on my terms and in my timeline. Yeah. Um, so something that I did is, and this has come up in a few things where it's like, okay, Fear just comes from a lack of, of trust that God is really going to give you the desires of your heart and that he's really looking out for you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like this thing of like abandonment. Um, so I was, I was praying the rosary, this is a while back, and I was like, okay, for every decade of the rosary, like while I'm meditating, like I'm going to offer this intention of like abandoning this certain desire. Like, okay, I have a desire for this. Okay, God, I abandon that desire to you. Like you, like... I just give that to you. Mm. Um, and like doing that with each decade of the rosary. And it was a really powerful thing for me. Um, so yeah, just like, and then trying to practice that in my daily life when it's like, when I'm afraid of, of there, if there's some sort of fear that I'm encountering and like, gosh, I do not do this very well, to be honest. And sometimes like, it just, it's really hard. And then I, that's when I need my team of people to be like, okay, I'm stuck, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they can help me. <laughs> but um, what I want to be able to do is to like, when I'm having something that I'm afraid of and I'm getting stuck to be like, okay, God, um, I think this is the desire that I'm afraid won't be met. So I'm going to abandon that desire to you and just trust that you're going to do. And, and that the things that I desire and the things that I want, like God might have a bigger and better plan. So just to, to yeah. be open that my conception of what reality is and my conception of what it reality ought to be might actually be too limited. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I need to abandon all of that and get rid of that and just be open to be like, okay, what do you, what do you want, Lord? Like, where are you, mm-hmm. you know, but like, gosh, that's easier said than done, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's good. That was a lot of stuff. That's great that we totally talked about. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. I love how smart we are. <laughs> I just love how. Just kidding. Sorry. Well, I feel like, like oh, it's like really scratching right. the surface of all this stuff. I, know, I can talk right? about fear forever. forever. You know? <laughs> Anyways. Yep. 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 Um. So, what are your God weeks? What are? Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Okay, I can I can share because there was one. Yeah. It's not even. It's like so little, but it was just. Um, I don't know. It's so cool. So I I got these like two books for a work thing that um, that Father had asked me to order because we're going to do this Divine Mercy Friday thing or whatever. And I ordered them during the pandemic stuff, and then they came, and then I couldn't find them, and I was mm-hmm. like oh no, where are these things? And I checked my apartment downstairs and I had cleaned, you know, my whole office and they weren't here. And I was, so then anyways, it was like adoration. I'm sitting in the chapel and I'm like, please Lord, just find them. And then I just felt him saying like, check your bookshelf. And it's not that often that he's that specific about things with me. Of like, you need to walk down this street and then like anyways so I was like all right I'm gonna check my but I didn't kind of quite believe it you know like that yeah yeah really um anyways I checked my bookshelf both of them right there like nice. I just cleaned my bookshelf today cool. and so it was that's kind of, awesome. one of those moments where I was like okay like sometimes you'll do things like that just to remind me that I actually hear him yeah like, actually, like he's real like he's yeah real. that's the nice thing listening. about God is that God's real yeah that's right exactly yeah. yeah that was good awesome that's cool mm-hmm um, for mine, I was just thinking like my student, like, so I just transitioned out of a role, an amazing experience of being campus minister at McMaster in order to do full-time study. Um, so, but I was able to give, to be with the students again, just as a guest, a couple, mm-hmm. like a couple days ago, um, and share some things with them. <laughs> so if any of them are listening, they've already heard this a little bit, but it's about the Raptors because I love basketball <laughs> and I love watching. I am going to share with you all a picture <laughs> no! of Rachel oh, no. watching basketball. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> when the Raptors won the championship. Sure. So okay. I haven't seen this. I want to see it. Yeah. You haven't seen it. Well, okay. Yeah. You're going to see it and it's not going to bless your life very much because it's real ugly. It's a real be the judge it's of beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do really love watching basketball and obviously we're, I mean, for anyone else who know who loves that, we're, you know, almost at the, like the, the finals. So anyways, the Raptors this year, their team was a very specific like iteration where we didn't have Kawhi and like people didn't really believe that they could go very far. And they just were like, they, there was messiness and they messed up a whole lot, but the attitude of that team, the way that they went through it, it was like, God was like evangelizing me through them. I was like watching them, like <laughs> listening awesome. to their interviews. And I was like, I literally wrote in like my prayer journal, some of the things that like Kyle Lowry said in an interview. And I was like, this is so good for my spirit. <laughs> like it was crazy. And so sometimes I'm just like, God literally uses anything. Like he uses that so great to get to us. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to me in the last month is going to just be like oh not again because <laughs> that's amazing that's pretty funny that is great um i had a good wink this week that was kind of funny so i have like you know one of those u-locks for my bike and then it's got these little rubber washers so that the bar that you put on top of it like it won't rub on the metal or whatever anyways um and i just noticed this week that one of them was missing one of these little rubber pieces and i was kind of like sad because i'm like oh this is kind of a new lock and now the metal's gonna get all scratched and it's gonna be uneven and i was just like but I, like literally it's like such a small thing it doesn't matter whatever you know so anyways a few days of, of this and every time i put my bike locks on i'd be like oh and i don't even know how i lost it like how am i so careless and whatever um anyways the other day i was like uh, unlocking my bike at school and I like my foot kicked something on the ground and I looked down and it's one of these little rubber washers. And I was like, oh, I, like I didn't even remember it being oh there, but gosh. there it was. And I was able to put it back on. 
And I felt like it was like the Lord being like, because like one of the things that I've been afraid of lately is thinking about like just my security and like depending on God and trusting him and for like, just like basic, um, like concrete stuff, like finances and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like the yeah. Lord was like, see, like I provide for you in this thing that doesn't even matter. Like, don't you think I'm going to provide for you even more, you know? Mm, yeah. And then the kicker was that uh, like uh, the next day, I was unlocking my bike at another place and I foot kicked something again and it was another one, like a, <laughs> which is not from my bike, but I'm like, and it's, it's like, this like the God is like the, the, the extravagance of God. Now he's just giving me all these little rubber washers. That's so funny. <laughs> so, Your cup runneth over with Oh my gosh. I, ha- and so I kept that third one. I don't know what to do with it, so but great. I kept it. Cause I'm like, this is a sign of God's love for me. I'm <laughs> I love it. So, That's okay. funny. That's funny. Okay, I did find a picture. There's oh, the picture. Good. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. So that was the championship game. Okay, it was, so, and Rachel was horrified. It was okay. So I love that picture so much. I actually changed it to her contact image when she. Dude, you're so- <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Okay, that's I love great. it. We have I love your passion. Movie. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. beautiful. It is Rachel, beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> you are. Even when you have a scowl on your face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a justified scowl. It was a point in the game, which I'm not going to talk about, where a pass, somebody fumbled a pass. So I'm not going to, we're just not going to talk about it. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a scowl that was worth it. It caused you some suffering. In it did. Life. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that, I think that wraps it up for today. Thanks, everyone, for, mm-hmm. for listening to us talk about fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully so. you're, you're not afraid. <laughs> yeah. Be not, not afraid. afraid. Be like, not afraid. That's it. That's not, it. That's are we allowed to, oh, there's a whole thing, right? Where you're not allowed to like sing hymns and songs and stuff that because of copyright. I just almost oh, like yeah. launched into the one, you know, we all know that one from mm-hmm. mass. Okay. Anyone who's Catholic knows. Oh yeah. The be not afraid hymn that that's I'm right. thinking about right now. I yeah, go totally. before you always come follow me. That's that right. Just instead think about John Paul too. Be yeah. not afraid. That's right. That's right. Oh, I that said that. Wasn't that at Toronto World Youth Day? It, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think he said it everywhere. Pretty much probably everywhere. All, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> go YouTube it. Listen to it. Listen yeah. to Pope John telling you not to be afraid. That's right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.